So the debate was fun. Uh, anyways, hey, all you uh, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Uh, so just a couple minutes ago, the Democratic, well, not Democratic, the presidential debate uh, wrapped up where Vice President Biden and President Trump uh, went at each other for 90 minutes. And I do mean went at each other. Um, oh, wow. Chris, Chris Wallace of Fox News tried and failed to moderate. And there were a lot of uh, fun little tidbits that came out of that. So there were quite a few debate topics. Uh, well, first, overall impressions of the debate. Um, I would say Trump lost. I would say that Trump majorly, majorly lost. And that might not translate into a loss of support with his base, but he did not... How do I put this? He did not come across as somebody with the best interests of the country or the American voter in mind. He stayed very much in the weeds overall of uh, talking, of trying to just debate and argue against Donald Trump. I mean, against Joe Biden. And he kept trying to talk over him, to speak over him, and to try and make it so that he was the domineering force of the discussion uh, above and louder than Chris Wallace, to the point where Chris Wallace actually several times told uh, Donald Trump to shut up. Uh, Joe Biden had a ball with telling him to shut up. And he didn't really leave that space. And I think I, I think Biden went into this debate um, knowing that it would not work if he tried to debate Donald Trump and focused solely on that. So he didn't. He focused instead on trying to appeal to voters. There were many cases where he directly faced the camera and started trying to appeal to voters, saying it's about your family. It's not about the families of myself or Donald Trump. It's about you. And that's a good strategy to undertake. It's a good way to differentiate himself from Donald Trump um, as someone who's primarily interested in not arguing with him, but in making himself appeal to voters. So that all, the, that was the general impression I think the two candidates came, gave off. Um, as for specifics of the debate, I mean, I could talk about um, Biden telling, Biden saying to Trump, will you shut up, man? A uh, couple times, actually. Um, I could talk about the fact that Biden was asked if he's ever called the Democratic mayor of Portland or Oregon, uh, to which I think he gave a very accurate response of, I don't hold public office. I'm not the president of the United States. Um, I could dive into the weeds of whether um, Biden's Green New Deal, well, he... Ugh. Whether Biden, how Biden's plan differs from the Green New Deal and why Biden spent time arguing that the Green New Deal was something that was, uh, that was something, why he, why he argued in favor of the Green New Deal when that wasn't a position he really cared about. 
it's very easy to get into the weeds here. Um, and I would if this was a normal election. Unfortunately, um, Mr. Cheeto Puff is not a normal president. He is not... Anybody voting for Trump is voting for Trump because they trust Trump more than Biden. Anybody voting for Biden is voting for him because they do not trust Trump or they do not like Trump. And that's the reality of what it comes down to. So I think in terms of specifics of policy, there's very little that actually, well, bar the exception of a few things, there's very little that actually practically matters here for the purpose of the election. There are things that practically matter. And I think the reason Chris Wallace selected the topics he did um, was because he kind of, as like the questions he did, was in part because this was understood. So um, the Supreme Court was one of those topics that came up, because of course it did. Um, that There are no new revelations there. Uh, Trump was arguing with, I think, surprising coherency for him at the start that the Senate, since the Senate was elected and since the president was elected, they both had a duty to fill that office and that this differed from Merrick Garland's nomination because at that time, Democrats did not hold the Senate. And then Biden arguing that this is not, uh, This isn't a chance where people are allow are being allowed to have their vote matter, uh, since Trump is sort of steamrolling this nomination through. But I think everybody watching this debate, or at least most people watching the debate, um, had this in mind. Where this got interesting was that it immediately derailed, like the entire rest of the debate, into a conversation about um, how Trump had failed the country. For because of the death of 200,000 Americans because of coronavirus. Trump didn't really have a counter to that, and how Trump doesn't have a plan to replace Obamacare. Tr which was related only in the sense of the 200,000 Americans' death being a significant medical uh, crisis, and Trump's nomination as Supreme Court judge being focused on trying to strike down Obamacare. So... Uh, what came out of this were revelations about what Trump's counter-arguments to those are. Trump's counter-argument against 200,000 Americans is that, well, he has a bad one, which is that Biden could never have done that job as good as he did. Um, but, you know, data on H1N1 says otherwise, so we're going to toss that out the window. Um, but his other comment was that 308,000 Americans died under Joe Biden's, d died under a health care act in the VA uh, during Obama and Biden's terms. And I, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll confess, I haven't had a chance to dig into the root of those numbers. Um, I don't think it matters. I don't think the root of those numbers matters. I don't think the existence of those matter numbers matters because like I said, people are either trusting Biden or they're trusting Trump. Um, the facts here are important. I might look more into it at some point, but based off of just how it was phrased, my impression was that that's a very loose number that Trump kind of pulled out of his back pocket. 
Um, so Supreme Court conversation didn't go too too interesting. Um, COVID nineteen conversation. Uh, COVID nineteen was the next topic. Uh, Trump showed he's a class act in telling Biden not to use the word smart because there was nothing smart about him, which, okay. And Biden made his argument that um, Trump was not someone worth trusting and that he didn't trust him and that neither should the American people necessarily because he will muzzle public health experts. This was very, I mean... Like, I'll be honest, this debate was a fucking mess, but it was a mess because of how Trump handled himself during it. But, yeah, let's... So, I don't think too, too much interesting came out of the COVID-19 section of the debate. Um, There was a conversation on the economy. You know, Biden telling Trump um, that he got handed the booming economy and blew it, and the, the numbers that went up in Biden-Obama's term was... The economy was much better in Biden-Obama's term um, than in Trump's, and I, heck, even Chris Wallace acknowledged that. He asked Trump um, why... He, he pointed out to Trump that more jobs were created in the last three years of Obama's presidency than the first three years of his. Trump was not prepared for that at all, so that just... That just was a mess. Um... No new revelations there. Race. Oh, this is... This is what I would call a pile of joy. So... Okay. Uh, Joe Biden does not have a crystal clear record on race. And I don't think anybody should be making the argument that he does. Now, that being said, these two were putting forward very different perspectives. Trump's, Trump said that racial sensitivity training was ended because it's racist and because they're teaching people to hate America. And that's just, I mean, that that's, if you're listening to this podcast, you have seen that argument before that racism training is racist. That's nothing new. That's nothing novel. I, I'm not going to give it more time. It's an argument that exists. And it's just not right. So there, Biden pointed out that Trump's done everything as a dog whistle to generate racism and said that there needs to be a conversation um, between uh, police um, and community organizers and that policing needed to be at a point where it's on a community level where police actually get to know people and get training. Uh, And that went... You know, I, I don't think Trump even understood what Biden was putting out there. He kept shouting that Biden was losing the radical left, um, even though that was kind of a pretty left-leaning viewpoint. And here we go. Um, this was the main... This was the, I think, the moment where President Trump lost me. And 
that man is an imbecile who loses me on a daily basis, but this is a time he re I questioned his sanity for saying this. And I don't know why, quite frankly, he thought it was a good decision. He said... Oh, God. So he was asked, are you willing to call out white supremacists? And his response to that was a lot of dodging the answer and then finally saying, uh, who do you want me to call out to Chris Wallace? He said white supremacists. Trump then said, stand by. When in our history, you know, I, I there, there's definitely a, this has probably happened before, but I'm going to ask the rhetorical question anyways. When in our president's history, when in our country's history has a standing president said, call or called or tried to summon uh, the KKK or the Proud Boys or whatever organization, white supremacist bullshit you care about and told them to stand by. When has that happened in this country? I mean, I'll, I'll say this once. Um, well, I'm saying it once. I'm probably going to keep saying it because it's something I believe firmly to be true. Uh, Donald Trump, acting president of the United States, is a Nazi. And I'm not saying that... I'm not saying that he's a Nazi in the, oh, he's a neo-Nazi sense. He's holding up Confederate flags. Oh, look at him. Because those, those, those are still, those white supremacists are still Nazis. But that's not what I mean in this case. I mean, I think he's actually a Nazi. And I think... His father, Fred Trump, and you could go back and find sources on this. His father, Fred Trump, was a member, at least based on correlating some New York Times article, he was a member of the KKK and white supremacy groups and basically held dialogue with members of the Nazi party. So, and you know what? I'm not going to stay, say firmly, I think, that Donald Trump is a Nazi through and through and that he holds no good and he holds no hopes for equality or that he holds no hopes or genuine beliefs that black people are equal to white people. However, the reality is that that was most likely the environment that Donald Trump was raised in. And since that was most likely the environment that Donald Trump is raised in, he's internalized it. And I don't think he's saying any of this out of malice. I think the reality is just that Donald Trump, for all intents and purposes, with respect to his upbringing, is a white supremacist, is a Nazi. He has not recognized this, and he does not care to recognize it. Just as he doesn't spend the time to prep for his fucking debates, as we all saw um, when he spent the entire time interrupting people. And, you know, telling white supremacists to stay by, to stand by, when later in the debate... He goes on to tell his supporters to watch the polls. That's a threat. That's a... I mean... That's just a plain terroristic threat. But... We have to move on. There's plenty of other gems here. Though that was probably... 
God, that was one of the worst things I've heard that president say. Um, so, gaff-wise. So, um, another topic was their records. Which, you know, um, Trump said he was unfairly investigated. And he still got to have three Supreme Court justices at the end of his term. Got to have so many justices. And that nobody had done more than he's done. Nobody has done more damage than he's done, but okay, you know, you know what, buddy, you, if you want that to be your argument, that can be your argument, sweetheart. So, uh, Biden said that under Trump, we're weaker, sicker, poorer, and more divided. Uh, Biden, Trump is Putin's puppet. Trump is president. Fonz is on his watch, and he got heated at Trump for talking about his son. Well, not for talking about some, but for talking negatively about the military, causing, calling them losers and suckers. And he tried to say, my son, Bo, was in Iraq. He spent a year there. He was a patriot. And the people left behind were heroes. And, you know, Trump being the fucking imbecile that he is, he just sort of steamrolled over that, said that uh, Hunter Biden used cocaine, which, okay, sir, sir sniffs a lot. Um, whatever. And then... I think, I think Biden, I think this was when he did it. It was actually during the economy, but still relevant there. Here, earlier in the debate, he said, I don't want to get into the weeds. It's not about anyone's family. It's about the American people's family. And that's what differentiated him from Trump in this debate, his focus on the everyday person, whereas Trump was just focused on attacking Biden and himself. Uh, the one other thing to note that came up here is that uh, Chris Wallace called Trump out for agreeing to two minutes' ground rule, and Biden said he never keeps his word. So there we go, self-demonstrating example on the stage that's not arguable by anyone who watched the debate at least. So that was a good hit on Biden's end. Um, so there was a discussion on climate change where Trump started suggesting uh, that fires were due to a lack of forest management and people not picking up branches in the forest. So, y you know, I've, I'm not someone who specializes in environmental science. I'm not a biologist. That's not what I do. The extent of my exposure to biology is a couple of classes in college about, um, about learning about deserts in the American Southwest because well, I thought that would be fun. But anywho, something pretty basic that came up in that. Uh, forest fires are actually naturally occurring. There are plants, there are trees that are literally, they, they thrive and are propagated in part under conditions where they are allowed to burn. Because the sap they exude um, burns off whereas the trees themselves stay intact. And when people go in to these forests and they see that there's a lot of sap and they try to stop forest fires and they try to prevent this, the sap builds and builds and builds and builds, and that helps contribute to forest fires too, not more than climate change. But I, what my point is here is that the forests can take care of themselves and anybody that's proposing that we need the American government interference in the forest I can't believe we have a Republican candidate arguing for that in the year 2020, but whatever, um, has no idea what he's talking about and is not equipped to handle that problem. 
But you know what? Present has advisors, so... <laughs> Whatever. Um, this is where the Green New Deal conversation came in. I'm not going to get into the weeds of that. It doesn't matter. It, I, I genuinely don't think it matters at this phase. Anybody who cares about the Green New Deal is not going to vote for Donald Trump. Anybody who thinks the Green New Deal is wrong is going to vote for Donald Trump. It that's That deal's said and done. So... And then we go to the other spot where uh, the president just completely lost me, which is the topic of election integrity. I'll paraphrase here. Um, Biden said that Trump can't stay in power if he's voted out. Understand you have it in your control it, what the outcome of the election is going to be. And he is trying to scare people and to not think it's legitimate, but he can't actually do that and he's not able to. Which is a good thing to keep in mind going into the election. Your vote matters. If you're going to the election thinking your vote doesn't matter or thinking you should be watching the polls, then vote and have start asking yourself the question of why the president of the United States has no faith in the election system when he is the head executive in the country who should theoretically be playing a part in making sure the elections run fairly. Why is he not confident in his own ability to run this election fairly? And the obvious answer there is because he's creating all of the doubt. So, and unfortunately for him, um, that doesn't end with him perpetually becoming president. That ends with Nancy Pelosi becoming president in January when he's forced to leave office. If he tries to delay the election, results further. So here's the bottom line. You, you need to vote and you need to have faith that your vote will count. Because Trump might be convinced that it doesn't and they can get around this, but the reality is he can't. And even if Trump wins, he is going to, in all likelihood, mess up his... Even if he wins through his strategy in his own head, he's going to mess this up so badly that the reality is it's going to come down to a recount when Nancy Pelosi is in office. So if you're a Trump supporter, if you're a Biden supporter... The bottom line is you need to actually vote. Um, and I, I think we can summarize the different views of these two on this. Um, Wallace said in eight states, election workers can't process ballots until election day, meaning we won't know on election night who the winner is. Will you pledge tonight that you will not claim victory until an election is done? Trump said, I'm urging my supporters to watch the election in person. If I see tens of thousands of ballots being manipulated, I can't go along with that. That means we have a fraudulent election. Listen here, Mr. Suntan City, you can't just win the election by calling it false. Those votes are going to get counted. If you're saying the election is fraudulent, what's going to come down to is a recount, probably while Nancy Pelosi is in the presence, role of the presidency. And in that scenario, if you actually want to win, you should be encouraging your supporters to vote because... Their votes are going to be the only thing that saves you from getting indicted from tax fraud, which you will be done, which will happen when you're eventually out of office, which also, unfortunately for you, will happen. Um, what did Joe Biden say in reaction to what Wallace said? Well, he said, I'm on board with that. Our military has been voting by ballot since the end of Civil War. Why is it for them somehow not fraudulent? Same process. There's nothing establishing this. So, I think he... I think those answers and the answers to these different topics only go so far in terms of 
people's votes. Because like I said, I don't think anybody right now who's planning on voting cares what the answers to these are with respect to this election. You're either going to vote for Trump or you're not going to vote for Trump. What matters is the candidates' dispositions. And what matters is that Biden could go up on stage and appeal to the American people and appeal directly to American families. And Trump couldn't. And because he couldn't, that very small block, and right now I think it is almost negligibly small, but it still exists, of independent voters who don't know who they're voting for yet are going to see that, and they're not going to care about the issues because Trump's made caring about the issues impossible with talking over everything, and basically, in my view, jeopardizing the validity of his own responses. And they're going to go out and vote if the person telling them to go out and vote appeals to them. So they can either go, or the other option Trump is giving them is they can watch the polls. He's really only giving that to his supporters. So bottom line, I think Trump gave up on the independent vote here. He didn't try to go for it. Biden went for it. And I think that's sufficient for making him a winner of this debate. Um, we have three more coming up. I think the only other real takeaway here is that the these debates really need to have some sort of mic muting system. Because with the way that debate happened, with Donald Trump continuously interrupting everything, there wasn't any value that could be raised from most of the individual responses. And it's it's very discouraging for people who care about these issues. And there are people who do. And like I said... Caring about the issues doesn't matter in this election because it's you're either voting for Trump or you're not voting for Trump. But it's still something people care about. It's still something people want to hear about. And it's still something that's going to help people guide future elections and primaries. So next election, hopefully someone's microphone gets muted. Uh, Chris Wallace is not my, is not moderating. Um, I mean, he had a difficult job on his hands, but hopefully it's moderated by somebody who can handle things. And I think... I think the other bottom line is the thing I was really looking for in this debate was for Trump to snap and not just snap, get angry. I mean, actually snap in a comical way and get pushed to a point where he would do that. And I think Biden's campaign and I think Biden is capable of that. And I think that's something that if it happened in these debates would also hold a lot of value for exposing Trump for who he really is, which is essentially a child trying to get out of trouble by claiming that everything against him is unfair and a fraud. So, that's uh, your debate recap. Um, that's, that's all we can really take away from this one. So, bye for now, and I'll see y'all on the next Political Update cast, podcast we do. Bye.